media have actually been very conservative in their approach. Um, and I think that we have been or, or approaching this, this matter with, with particular caution. Um, and I think it's largely based on a fear that we may be contravening the so-called subjudicare rule which I believe um, is widely misinterpreted and misunderstood. Well, I think um, it's fair to have that opinion um, and to put that opinion out there. If we have a look firstly at the picture of Reva's head, yes, it is a shocking and deeply shocking image. Um, but however, this has been displayed in open court. And that comes down to the principle of open justice, that everything needs to be in the open. The decision as to whether you should be putting that out to the public or whether the media should be putting that out to the public lies with, with the media. So you don't want to be banning things or censoring things um, prior to, to it being put out there. The editors of the respective media houses need to make that decision. That is what media freedom is about. And freedom of expression actually includes those images that shock and offend. Granted, if you're going to be putting images out there that um, may be age-sensitive, etc., and shocking, you need to warn your viewer. Mm. Um, but we need to uh, progress from a, a point of um, openness and letting the, the public and the individual decide whether he or she would like to look at those images. And then, yes, again, if people believe that the media have overstepped their mark, there are other avenues that they could follow, for instance, the press ombudsman and the different um, self-regulatory bodies which determine um, these types of things with which the media have themselves subscribed to. Well, if you have a look um, at the, if we, we look in general at the subjudicare rule, and we're not just talking about the, the pictures um, of Reva, but general commentary, I think, first of all, you, you can express your opinion on the facts and the evidence that's being led in court. Um, as long as it's a well-reasoned um, opinion expressed and you have actually gone and had a look at the different evidence, where you have to be careful is in the prejudging um, of, of the case. But again, you, you are not prohibited from doing so if you have had a look at the evidence and it's a well-reasoned approach. So that's number one. Number two is that the basis of the subjudicare rule is that if a publication is going to prejudice the administration of justice in a demonstrable fashion, and there's a real risk of that happening, then I think you're, you're walking a very um, tight line. But if you listen to that test, and that was a test that um, was made in the Medi television case, and you must have a look, there's no thresholds are very, very, very high. So there has to be a demonstrable real risk of prejudice to the administration of justice. And remember, our courts, we've got judges that are trained not to succumb to such pressures and to the pressures of what the media are saying. The, the, the judges will have a look at the facts on the, on the matter. Number two, there's vigorous cross-examination. So the chances of the administration of justice actually being demonstrably undermined are very, very slim.